Yo, what's up, EDM champions? Episode 155 coming at you right now. Brand new music from Troy Boy and Flume. We got some DMB in there, some Chris Leg. We got a whole lot for you. Plus, the EDC Mexico lineup for 2023 just dropped, and it's fire. And we got a great question from somebody on Instagram that we have to address. Let's get into it. Ladies and gentlemen, EDM champions of the globe, welcome back to yet another episode of Beyond the Beats, a podcast about dance EDM music. music culture. There we go. I was like, sometimes I switch up the dance music because I know yeah, some yeah. of you people out there on Twitter, right? You get a little upset when we generalize EDM, okay? Whether it's EDM, dance music, you know what we're talking about. We're here all for the news and culture. And this week, Samir, I'm going to kick this episode off. Uh, with a uh, an on-repeat that I have a little bit remorse about, okay? You know why? I-, I waited too long to feature her on the show, so she's too big now for the artists we're watching section. You know, I've been keeping, an, gotcha. eye, keeping an eye, I had it down my spreadsheet, and I'm like, God damn it. Now she's just too too big, too good. You know, we got to give her the respect that she deserves by I not gotcha. put her in that category. So uh, just, y- you'll see what I mean. Like, we'll-, we'll get into a little bit after, but without further ado, this is Ashaba with her track, Give it up. Baby, you know it's going to be quality when it's coming from Realm Records, the <laughs> homies, Gorgon City's label, Ashiba, giving her spin on Tech House. So sultry, so smooth. That's what I really liked mm. about this. Very smooth Tech House, like not super in your face, very easy listening to, but with some danceability in there, which I really liked. I'm a big fan of this, bro. Why did you wait so long, though, I to feature know. her as an artist Just that we're watching? Stu- That's stu- on you. Stupidi- stupidity, you know, ignorance, uh, you know. You could go, there's so many, you know, tragic character flaws of mine that have led to this situation, all right? This is truly a tragic moment for me. Sure. But, you know, what's not tragic is just her tunes, man. It's just, it's unbelievable. She, I really want to see her live. She's opening up actually for Gorgon City uh, in London coming up soon. So clearly they're big fans of uh, of her. And it's just, you can see why. Like, this is just, I think it's refreshing. Like, to me, it's a little bit refreshing on that tech house scene. And I think Gorgon City and the other label heads over at Realm Records do a good job at just identifying something that, you know, is is going to be able to be acceptable to people who are into tech house, but it's pushing the boundaries a little bit. Yeah. And so yeah. I think she's doing just that. You know, speaking of uh, Gorgon City, I just saw them actually this you past did. weekend in yeah. Philadelphia with my brother. So I got I got something to share with you though as we get closer okay. to the end of the show. And we'll get to that in just a little bit, all right? But sounds dude, good. Whew, we got some new music to dive into, yes, don't we? Sir. Yes, we do. We do. So if you haven't joined us before, welcome. Uh welcome. in which case we'll have Samir do a rundown on how we do this new music section. So Samir, take it away. Here on Beyond the Beats, we have our very own unique rating scale, and it ranges from levels one through five. 
Level one is what we call one listen. It's where you listen to a track and you're probably never ever gonna listen again, but you're encouraging other people to give it a listen. Level two is what we call background noise. It's when a song comes on, it's playing in the background, you're not gonna really do anything with it, you might be doing other things, you're not too bothered by it, but it's there to keep you company. Level three is what we call turn it up. It's when a song comes on, you grab the volume knob and you turn it up. Level four is what we call just bought tickets. It's when you listen to a piece of music, you listen to an artist and you immediately look up the next time that they're coming to your town and you gotta buy those tickets. And level five is speechless. It's just you and the music. The song transports you into another world and literally leaves you speechless. So to recap, level one is one listen, level two is background noise, level three is turn it up, level four is just bought tickets, and level five is speechless. Let's get back to it. All right, thank you, my friend. Let's- No, uh, thank you. Thank, oh, well, thank you, you. No, thank for putting you. the homie, Troy Boy, <laughs> on oh, our yes, new sir. music section for episode 155. I am, I'm stoked to talk about this right now, man. I really am. For me, he can never do any wrong, but let's see what the EDM champions have to say about Troy Boy's newest track, Talk To Me Nice. Take a listen. feeling that you'd like this track man i did it's uh, actually off of his uh, it's a longer ep a true ep true yeah. extended play seven tracks here called influendo this is going to be the link to that is going to be in the show notes you can get that on beyondthebeats.co uh but you know man like this specific song talk to me nice it just it talked to me yeah. you know it talked yeah. to me it's got a chiller vibe to it but it's still something you can groove to and move to and we all love troy boy just for the intricate layering that he does with his tracks i mean it's wonderful and just the different elements he throws around and it's kind of like those people right he was probably as a kid you know the type of kid that went and was just banging on different pots and pans and parents probably like shut the fuck up what is this racket (laughs) they didn't understand what he was doing what he was developing right because that's how i feel like with troy boy some of his tracks it's like this shouldn't work but he creates a rhythm out of just randomness that needs to be the next challenge for him is like get pots and pans only kitchen equipment and make a banging trap track. If anyone's going to do it, it's going to be him. So uh, for me, this is a, I'm actually going to go a step up than I normally probably would. It's going to be level four out of five for me. I've just really enjoyed this track. It's chill, yet it gets you moving and there's nothing really out there that's like it. So level four out of five from me. What a wonderful start, man. I mean, this is level four out of five, just bought tickets for me as well. One thing that really speaks to me about this track is how it's rooted in uh in Indian culture and in South Asian culture and he mm. himself I believe is half Indian. So to see him represent himself in his music like this is amazing number 1. But then, you know, let's talk about the progression of this track. Like yes. There are so many intricate layers as the song goes on. There's something always changing, but it's weaved so nicely together. His tracks for me, I, I it's really dependent on the mood that I'm in if I want to listen to his music or not. And I was walking my dog during sunset, and this just provided the most perfect, uh, energetic, yet really fun walk for me. So thank you to Troy Boy, Low Far to Five, Just Bought Tickets. Let's Ooh, keep it go, moving. Baby. Oh my gosh, the internet is a buzz right now. We got <laughs> Flume 
with Slugger 1.4, the 2014 export. Dot wave, the best file format. Take a listen. You know, man, I I am told about I'm told about this one. You know, I enjoy the not nostalgic. I don't want to say that, but it's definitely a throwback to the flume when it was popping off. You know, where people got to know him for that real future bassy kind of all over the place sound that just somehow through all of the distant different noises he was able to create a cohesive track and had lots of different energy levels and kind of like takes you through highs and lows. And uh, th- this track certainly captured that for me, but I think at times, I'm not sure, man. It just didn't. I, I didn't quite like vibe with it fully. Speak you know your what truth. I mean? Speak your truth, I- I- man. I don't know how else to say it. It's like there's just something for me that just kind of like I-, I just couldn't stick with it the whole way. Like there's parts where I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. You know, I think probably you know the the lead up into the drop really enjoyed just the first bit of it. But as the song continued, I just kind of like you know, it, it just it just kind of got away from me a little bit. Maybe it was just a little too all over the place. So uh, I can't believe I'm giving this to a flume trap, but it's going to be a, a background noise level two out of five from me. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. It's like, I enjoyed parts of it, but the other parts I just didn't. So, you know, some people I'm sure will really enjoy it. Flume is very situation dependent for me, man. And mm. his music, it's, it's very good. You know, it's really hard to like categorize his music sometimes, right? Because incredibly difficult. It yeah. is such a distinct taste. You know, the way he integrates trap and future bass together, he really is in a league of his own. But I find that about 60% of the time, I'm just not in the mood for his music. And yeah. Slugger 1.4 is just one of those tracks where I just wasn't totally into it. I appreciate the nostalgia. I know people are foaming at the mouth for this one. I get that. This just did not really do it for me like I wanted it to. So with all that being said, level two out of five, background noise for me as well. Okay. All right. Wow. Okay. We're, we're aligned so far, but I wonder if we Let's will be go. on this next one. Oh, boy. Yeah, yeah. I got some thoughts on this one for you, man. I'm very excited <laughs> to get your wait. thoughts as well. Here we go, baby. You know that this is not an episode of Beyond the Beats without a little bit of drum and bass. And here we go with Black Sun Empire and Rito for their track, Time Lords. Take a listen. I, first of all, the the atmosphere setting of this track is phenomenal, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. How it's building it up, like building the tension and just setting that atmosphere, I think is, uh, it is honestly epitomizes Black Sun Empire's tracks. If you haven't listened to them before, Champions, highly recommend it. They go from everything to like hard steps, a little bit of neurofunk. And in this one, I decided to throw onto the show notes is because they don't normally produce drum and bass tracks like this. Like I had everything that they're known for is creating yeah. those atmospheres, building up the tension, but usually it's going into like a really harder, you know, drum step or neurofunk type of um, drop there. And this one I really enjoyed 
on the first drop, I thought it was really nice, but I think uh-huh. it was just lacking an additional bit of creativity beyond that. You know, like I felt like I was so hyped when the drop came. I'm like, oh, this is going to be epic. It's going to be mega on the next drop. Like maybe there's going to be three, four different drops. The sound, it seemed like one of those tracks where they're just going to, you know, keep you on your toes, right? Like that's what this track was setting everyone up for because you're expecting a certain type of drop and you get the drop that they give you, which is really nice. But then it just kind of repeats itself over, you know? And I'm not sure what happened if they ran out of studio time and they were like, okay, let's just kind of copy and paste what's going on, you know? But to be honest, that could be partly due to my high expectations of a Black Sun Empire track. And, uh, you know, I I just don't think it quite reached it there for me. So it did lose me towards the end. But, you know, I'm still actually going to give this a a pretty high rating just because I really enjoyed the first drop and just everything in the the build-up. I'm going to give it a level three if I've just turned it up. But if I was DJing this, I'd probably only use one of the the drops and kind of do a little switch on the second, right? Maybe go into something harder. I think that's what it kind of really needed, you know? I'm so pissed right now because I feel like everybody is going to think that I'm just copying your thoughts, but I felt the same exact way (laughs) about this song as well. Like, I I love the atmosphere. I love how dark it was. Like, that is right up my alley. And so that first drop, that shit was smacking. And I was just like, yes, do that shit, okay? And then when it came to the second drop, it's building up, it's building up, it's building up. I'm like, I'm so ready for this. It sounded exactly the same as the first drop. And I was just like, what happened here? Like, <laughs> there was so much momentum in this track, and I was so yes. ready for it. You know, it's really hard for me to rate this one because it's a letdown more than anything. It's not that it's a I bad know. track. You just get let down because the tension is there, and you're like, maximize on it. But then it just, you know what I mean? So I understand if you go lower, though. I mean, I was debating that myself, too. You know, I'm going to give this one the benefit of the doubt here. Level three out of five turned up for okay. me only because like I really enjoyed the drops. I just wish they weren't exactly copy and pasted from each other, man. You know what I mean? But yeah, a little you know, bit you of diversity in there. You mm-hmm. can't have it all. It's still, when it drops, it drops and it still hits. Okay. All right. Wow. You know, we went through uh, some trap. We went through some flume, which is like future bass and trap. We're going we're to call it frap, you know, <laughs> a frappuccino. Uh, we did some drum and bass, okay? And, yes, we did. You know, we're the new music section, and Alec and I, we're both house heads, so you already know what we got to do up there in here, okay? And we're talking about Chris Lake, okay? We're talking about Chris Lake, his new track, In the Yuma, featuring vocals from Atig. Take a listen. You know, uh, I vibe with this one. I did. And I vibe with it for a very particular reason, too. I'm not going to lie. Some of the prior Chris Lake tracks that he's released, like a couple of them, I've not really been huge fans of entirely. I'm sorry. Too cerebral and out there. You know what I'm talking about. What was that track? Nightmare track. I'm I'm looking it up right now. Yeah. Yeah. I think it was called Nightmare, right? Like that was just, I, I don't know what happened there. Maybe he took acid for the first time and decided to produce something but it was That's a exactly little what it was. two out there this kind of gets back to his you know more modern sound i call it the black book era for lack of a better label because i think that's really a transition point for him and his music and his career I, I, yeah I it's think called nightmares thi- nightmares yeah i just i just can't the champions if you've listened to that you'll probably i uh, sorry if any of you like it if you do 
please tweet at us, right, and explain why. Uh, you know, that's at <laughs> PodBTB. I really, I want to know. Like, if you're all for it, then tweet at us for it. But just for me, this one was just kind of getting back to it. It's not the pinnacle of Chris Lake. It's not something that is going to, like, be game-changing. But we have such high expectations of Chris Lake now, don't we? Because he, he really just crushes it whenever he, usually when he gets into the studio. So this one's a level three out of five from me. Just turn it up. What about you, man? Completely agreed with what you just said about his previous releases. Okay. So going into this track, I was definitely a bit worried here. I mean, this <laughs> like after is, you thought it's gonna be some more yeah, like nightmares. nightmares like, I'm not gonna be able to sleep tonight. You know what I mean? But uh, people <laughs> have been waiting song? for this track for a long time. I really enjoyed the variety on this track. I really did. It just felt really different than his other releases. And it definitely felt different from what Anti Up is doing, his project with Chris Lorenzo. The yeah. vocals from Atique are fire, and those fire. pianos are just dynamite. I mean, the way that they are placing there, the piano stabs, unbelievable. It felt like I was getting stabbed. You know, it was like, dude, <laughs> yeah, power chords, <laughs> let's freaking go, baby. Okay. Now, the drop. Okay. I did not fuck with the drop. I'll be completely honest with you. you. I did not oh. fuck with the drop. Like I mm. again, this is just one of those tracks that had so much going for it in the breaks and the build up. And then as the drop came, I was like, this isn't really doing it for me, man. That's the hardest part. And you know, the drop is arguably the most important part in a dance music track. So with that being said, I loved it up until the drop. Level two out of five, background noise. Would love to see more from Chris Lake. All right. Okay. All right. That's fair enough. That's fair enough, man. But <sighs> so much new stuff there. And I uh, already previewed some of it, Champions. So I'll do it real quick for you one more time in case you weren't listening. Uh, beyondthebeats.co. That's our website. That's where you'll find the show notes to not just this episode, but all prior 154 episodes as well. Crazy. I love how many episodes we're building up. It's crazy, isn't it? Uh, our Instagram is at btb.pod or Twitter is at podbtb. Seriously, if you like that song, I, I don't think we're going to get many tweets to be perfectly honest, but just in case someone's a really big fan of that or wants to play a little devil's advocate, tweet uh, at us. Again, that's at podbtb. My personal Twitter is Alec underscore btb and Samir's is Samir underscore btb. Yeah, big what up to everybody. Um, I feel like I've been getting more interactions with folks like on Twitter, on my personal Twitter. I so. know people are so mad about Elon that they're on Twitter more often now, I think. <laughs> true, so. true. And I, I love conversating with people who love dance music. Like it's honestly, Absolutely. I, I can talk about this shit all the time. So the fact that, you know, people, you know, want to reach out and have conversations, whether it be DMs or public tweets, whatever, man, tweet at me at Samir underscore BTB. And I'm sure Alec would love to join the conversation as well at For Alec sure. underscore BTB. Okay. Another thing, EDC Orlando just happened. Big what up to everybody that was just out there. I mean, we were there last year. We had an amazing time. We did. Um, I'm happy to hear, like, I know there's some hiccups on the Friday, the first day after the hurricane that just rolled through, but I'm happy to hear that the weekend itself went really, really well. Um, I just love seeing people having a good time. I love seeing people represent themselves with the flags that they wave high up in the air. And if you're like... Mm. Damn, I saw so many flags at EDC Orlando. Like, how do I get my own? Look no further than our sponsor, festflags.com, F-E-S-T-F-L-A-G-S.com. They're going to make sure, okay, that you got a flag for your next festival or rave. You upload an image or a design. They're going to format it. They're going to send it to you. They'll be like, hey, you like the way this looks? And you'll be like, yeah, I really, really do. Let's do this thing. They'll print it. They'll ship it. And it's ready to go. And best of all, you get 10% off when you use our code BTBPOD. So again, festflags.com, use our code BTBPOD. Okay. Mm. 
Wonderful, wonderful stuff. Good people okay. over there, man. Good people. Let's let's keep the let's keep the EDC train rolling, man. You yeah, cool with that? why not? Yeah, I'm cool with yeah. that. And the festival train too, right? Let's keep let's that go. going. Dude. Okay. I you know, this year, 2022, like I did one big festival, which was EDC Vegas, one of my favorite festivals in the world. I definitely took it a bit easier this year as compared to 2021, where it's like, I know, EDC it's Vegas, yeah. Orlando, Arc, you know, like just a lot. And then all the cross festivals that I went to as well, <laughs> right? So, um, you know, I, I definitely took it a bit easier this year, have a lot going on, as I've talked about in a previous episode, but I'm ready to, to attend an international festival again. Mm. And I'm ready to go back to like one of my favorite cities that I've ever visited, and that's Mexico City. And I think I talked about this when we first started this season because I was doing some traveling, uh, and I went to Mexico City for the first time. What an absolutely amazing, amazing place. You know, culinary-wise, mixology-wise, the museums are absolutely incredible. The public spaces, the parks, the public transportation, the people... I mean, it really is a city that has so much to offer people, no matter what you are interested in. And if you're a dance music fan, you could pair visiting an amazing city like CDMX, Mexico City, with an amazing festival from folks at Insomniac Events, EDC Mexico. Every single year that the lineup comes out, I'm always telling myself, like, this will be the year that I go. This will be the year that I go. I think 2023, Alec... Ooh. It's looking like the year that we got to make it happen, my friend. I think I mean, so. They- I think so. It's definitely, you know, and, and honestly, I haven't explored too much of Mexico. And uh, it's just, a, it, you know, coming from, you know, we're coming from California, right? So it's it's pretty darn easy to, to get over to Mexico. And it is one of those things like I would have loved to done maybe another international one, and, but I'm sure we will. But, you know, it's just, it's just coming around at a perfect time of year. It's going to be beautiful weather there. In, uh, in February, it's not going to be too hot, right? We know Mexico get too hot. Yep. It's just something that we can kind of pull the trigger on and celebrate the, the new year. Because, you know, people talk about festival season really starting with Ultra, but no, right? You've got EDC Mexico in February, at the end of February, so it's a little bit earlier, and I think that could kick off our festival season very nicely. So we may yeah. have to, uh, you know, I think I think we're pretty high likelihood of going there so we'll keep yeah. everyone updated and, and the lineup dude let's talk about the lineup this year very good lineup yeah one thing i really appreciate about edc mexico and the lineup that they curate there is a ton of trance on this lineup like it really feel like latin america and mexico really likes their trance a lot yes i really feel like the techno representation on this year's lineup also there not not only is there more techno but there's more variety different flavors of techno as compared to previous years and you got to give it up to the Latin American diaspora representation on this lineup as well. I think that's probably one of my favorite parts about looking through this lineup and seeing a bunch of names that originate from Central and South America. I mean, it really is one of my favorite parts about reading through this this lineup list here. Alec, I mean, who are, who are some of the names on this lineup that you're just stoked on right now? I will say, like, I think what's interesting, kind of going off your point before I dive sure. into specific people, is the lineup feels a tad bit more you know kind of i don't want to say balanced than something like an edc vegas but edc vegas is weird it kind of leaves leans heavier right it does like there's a lot of bass music going on and there's definitely some representation here and it's good but it's not as i don't think prominent as like especially like an edc orlando where there is a lot of bass heads that go to that so they know their market they adjust it slightly 
Um, and you see it kind of balanced across more of the, you know, the trances to the house, to the techno. Um, and it just, it seems like a very well-rounded lineup to me personally. You know yeah, what I mean? Like, there's a lot of different places I'd like to go. And not only that, but like they do a really good job of also bringing in a bunch of big names as well for the folks who want to chill out the main stage. If that's yes. your thing, no worries. Like you got plenty of representation there as well, right? Above and beyond, Alice in Wonderland, Martin Garrix, you got Nightmare on there as well. Elenium is on here. Dero, Dero is there as well. Oh, you got to have Dero. Okay, he's gonna be a lot of, and people are gonna go nuts for him. Too. People are gonna I, go fucking I may, nuts. I may yeah. go just to like check out a bit. And like, I got of course, props. he has fun sets. He's he's he. There's DJ. You know, he 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 really knows how to cultivate a vibe in a party atmosphere. I will Dude. say that about him. So. I, I, I gotta say, like, his sets, the crowd that he brings to his sets are, like, are one amazing. of the most fun crowds yeah. you can ever be involved in. So I'm right there with you, my man. Uh, you got Diplo in there as well. And again, that's just, like, naming some of, like, these Marshmallow. really, really big names. Yeah. <laughs> Marshmallow, thank you. I was like, I know I'm missing somebody. Marshmallow and James Hype, like, great names here. And then you got some really interesting techno picks as well. I Hate Models. 9 by 9 is on here as well. And you got some of like people like Adam Bear from the Drum Code family, Anna. Um it's just it's just so well balanced. Art like Bat, I, Art know. Bat, that's right. We got Gorgon City for Alec. They said, "Oh, yeah, yeah, I know how to get Alec to come. You got Gorgon <laughs> City on there." Got Jessica Autofred. What up to Jessica Autofred from Mexico? Love to see her represented on this lineup as well. Oh, Hana. Uh, I don't know. Have you ever listened to her? H A N A I don't think so. I heard the name, but I don't think I've ever listened to her before. Yeah, you, you got a good good looks on that one. That'll be a good one. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Azeka. Azeka's so... on this lineup as well, who we're going to talk about a little bit later. Yeah, yeah little I'm later. so pumped. Yep, yep. LP By the Honey way, Love. I'm, I can't ruin it for later. Honey Love. Yes, Honey Love is going to be... That's a must-see for me. I, yep. I've never got the chance to see her live. I've always wanted to. Tom... But, Col- Tom and Collins. Is Tom there. and Collins. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Eric so Prids. Eric, Eric Prids is playing as Eric Prids and Sirius D, which is uh, awesome. Medusa as well. So like Tale of Us, which I'm very excited about, by the way, because my Tale of Us experience at Vegas was a little bit ruined by the awful first day weather and wind, and just the sound wasn't really there. And on top of that, I missed the afterlife show in Brooklyn. Yeah, you know, I had tickets to fly back right. to, but I couldn't because I was moving out of Florida. And I was I was a little bit behind on the schedule, so I couldn't end up flying out. I had to, that was one of the hardest things I had to decide on was to sell it because I really badly wanted to see them at yeah. the Mirage. So this is kind of nice for me to be able to say, okay, I can go, uh, you know, see them again. But just such a diverse lineup of just you know names, styles, backgrounds. This is what I like to see from a lineup. Absolutely. And and one last one last point I really want to make here about EDC Mexico and how it compares to the other EDC iterations that take place uh, you know, in North and Central America, right? You got EDC Vegas, you got EDC Orlando, and they're great, right? Like, Vegas is a very interesting city to be in. It's a fun place to party. Orlando, also to a certain extent, but then you got like the theme parks. I know people really enjoy going to either before or after the festival. But if you're looking for a major cultural hub, a major cultural center, a, a place that just has way more to offer than Orlando or Vegas does in just so many different areas. Mexico City is a no-brainer. I mean, what a great pairing to be able to do some exploring in a beautiful city and also go to an amazing festival. And then we really cut the prices when you convert them to U.S. dollars. I mean, 
how much was it for like a GA ticket? Like 150 US Some, for three days? Something like that. Something like that. It's a very competitive and good price, you know. It's yeah. Just... We'll keep everybody updated uh, in terms of what our plans are. We'd love to meet up with some EDM champions if you decide to get out there, if you live out there. So we'll keep everybody updated. Alec, I have a really interesting question and it's yes. not from me. Okay. 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 Was it? But it's actually from an EDM champion. Her name is Sammy, and nice. she DM'd us. Okay, and uh, she she brought some really interesting questions, and I and I tried to sort of summarize them here into these two questions here. So one of them really being, what is the art of DJing? And I know this is going to mm. be sort of subjective, and you know our own personal opinions. And what makes a good DJ set, and how do artist productions sort of feed into that? Hmm. Hmm. So I'm happy to start off with my opinion here yeah, to answer Sammy's question. That's, yeah. a, that's a good question. So I've been raving for about 10 years now at this point, probably just a little, yeah, 10 years. Uh, and so I've seen a lot. I, I've seen a <laughs> lot of different types <laughs> so of sets. Um, I've seen you know a lot of different types of artists. I've gone through different phases of the kind of music that I'm into, just like everybody else has. But in the end, I've learned to really ap- appreciate a couple of things about, you know, the art of DJing itself. For me, that means hearing these tracks that I can listen to on Spotify in a different sort of version of themselves when it comes to a live experience. Because if I wanted to hear the song on Spotify and hear it, you know, at the same time, like in the same exact way at a venue... For me, that's money that's not really well spent. That's my opinion. But if an artist wants to have a special live remix of their own track or like a live edit of their own track that they only play out live, that adds an extra layer or takes a it's a, it's a different rendition of their track, that is something that I look for when I listen to an artist DJ. Somebody who's really good at this, Chris Lake. Chris Lake is amazing at this yeah. live. Uh, beyond that, I want to hear these tracks sort of intertwined with each other and in a way have them sort of create new songs in themselves. Because I think there's a lot of fun in that when you hear two tracks come together that maybe you didn't think of, that you didn't think could be put together like that. Mm-hmm. But now you have a whole new track made out of that. I like good tension. Like I like not knowing when the drop is about to come. Like I love when it takes me by surprise. Techno is really, really good at this. Yeah. And I just really like to hear an artist's flair and how they make their DJ sets interesting. Do they add live layers, like, you know, different types of drum patterns live? Do they have, like I said, the live edits or live remixes that they only play live? All that makes a good DJ set for myself. And the art of DJing is can be summarized in making the crowd dance and have a good time. I think that's what it's all about. If I'm having a good time, then the DJ has done their job. They're world-class performers. There's a reason why they're at where they're at. And if they're able to make me dance, if they're able to make my group dance, put a smile on my face and think to myself, I'm glad I spent that money. That is the art of DJing for me. What are your thoughts? Mm, That's a very good summary of all those questions. I think I'm going to start off by tackling the the what makes a good DJ set part. And I've I've been thinking about this and I think you can boil it down to two core principles, really. So one would be, and, and this all kind of goes with song selection. I think song selection at its core is honestly probably, arguably one of the most, if not the most important aspect of DJing, right? Assuming Because to be a good DJ, just in general, you have to be able to transition well and smoothly. So I'm not even going to go into that. But 
that's just kind of like the obvious part there the disclaimer that you have to be able to transition between one track and the next track relatively seamlessly and do it in a way that all the different elements of both tracks aren't out of whack and it just sounds awful like everybody you know who goes to enough shows will know what it's like to hear kind of a bad transition and it could just really take you out of the moment right and it happens sometimes like and it happens. all good and artists yeah oh my god band Skrillex transitions it. hey yeah good, exactly transi- I, I actually prefer hearing in sets some bad transitions sometimes because i know then that the artist is trying to get really creative right and so yeah. usually the bad transitions happen when someone is really pushing the boundaries and trying to do a lot and trying to do a lot live you know like i know totally we all want to hear like you know, picture perfect mixing and stuff but a lot of the times it's because they've prepped their sets beforehand and they've practiced it so much it's just basically muscle memory whereas i kind of yeah. like seeing an artist you see a lot of house music people who are in the flow they don't plan they just have like a certain number of songs and they just start throwing them together right so besides from that that's a whole different topic but let's just assume they've got the the you know the transitioning down the the, the key about the song selection is it's got to be based off of again two principles the first being energy right energy in the set so that could be translated words like tension are associated with that how much tension you're building up in your build-up so you get in the crowd waiting for kind of like on the you know on the tips of their toes waiting the dance waiting to get down for that drop yeah. so the energy that you're able to transmit from your tracks through the use of tension as well as understanding the energy of the room right are people kind of just like they're a little bit bored they need something with a little bit more power and oomph behind it a little bit of a, of a vibe switch up to get them moving again or do they need you know kind of more of a chill like a, a little bit of a, of a breakdown because sometimes the breaks are just as important as raising the energy with like a, a nice build-up right so understanding the energy of the tracks that you are selecting to put out as well as the room will allow you to be able to cultivate kind of like the right you know kind of seeming vibe of it and get people from dancing to relaxing a little bit and just keep people engaged the whole time the second piece that kind of goes off of energy is flow or really you can understand that as cohesion do the tracks mix well with each other and i'm not talking about just from in terms of a transition standpoint i'm talking about in terms of not just an energy but an overall kind of like just a, a vibe standpoint right like going from you know your beginning track right? Like there needs to be kind of like a story, a beginning, a middle, and the end. And I think that's probably the the best DJs kind of think of their sets that way. They they see a beginning and so they want to cultivate a certain energy at the beginning. Some people start off a little bit quieter and smaller and kind of gen- and gradually raise it up towards the middle. Some people come all out in the beginning and then kind of switch the styles up a little bit and go into a little bit of like, okay, we're having a calm down and then right back up again for the ending. It, you can cultivate your story, your beginning, middle, the end, any way that you like, so long as each of the individual parts makes sense of their own and they mesh well together. And that's what's going to create like the ultimate best DJ set. As I've been going to more and more raves, like that's what I'm looking for and appreciate the most. And I think is the biggest difference between artists who are newer to the scene and newer to like doing big shows and big gigs to the people who are, you know, kind of very much used to it. They're very professional now and they've had many years touring. They understand how to put these sets together to maximize energy and stay in that flow right and there's a lot of bigger name artists right so you don't have to be just a big name artist that is doing that there's a lot of big name artists i don't like the sets at all because they kind of are a bit stale and i think they lose sight of the of the flow and the energy piece they don't really push the boundaries they find a formula that maybe works and just kind of replicate that and don't evolve or don't push the boundaries on things so 
that's what I think personally makes a good DJ set. Yeah, I hope that answered your question, Sammy. I know there's quite a lot in there. And uh, follow back up with us if you have any other questions about that. But what a great question to get me thinking. And- yeah. And Alec and I, we, we both DJ. And it's really interesting because, you know, he has some things that he does in the way that he mixes and the tracks that he chooses. That's different than what I do as well so every dj is different you know and i just think that's what's so fun about exploring the scene is that you really get a chance to see how artists differ from each other within genres too so Mm. this is advice to all the edm champions out there keep exploring keep your ears open and really think about what you liked and what you didn't like about the artists that you just saw and artists evolve like they change over time so just because maybe if an artist one time had a bad set doesn't mean that they're always will. So just keep your ears open and you'll be quite surprised by what you find. So really cool question, Sammy. Thanks for submitting that. And if anybody else has any questions, feel free to reach out to us on Instagram at btb.pod and our Twitter is at podbtb. Boom. All right. There we go. Very nicely done, sir. Here we are. Awesome for watching section. Yes, oh, sir. boy. Oh, uh, Boy, indeed, we got two very different picks for you this week. These are, again, if you're new to the show, welcome. But this is a section where we will put two artists on your radar, people that you may may have heard of, but probably have not. So, Samir, if you don't mind, I'm actually going to take this one away because I I previewed it a little bit when we were talking about EDC Mexico, right? And we we mentioned a certain name there. So the people that are paying attention will notice that we highlighted the name Ezeka, okay? Because... This was just pure coincidence. I didn't know we'd be talking about EDC Mexico on this episode. Uh, and I decided to pick her as my artist that I'm watching this week. And lo and behold, we get to the top and I see, holy shit, she's on the lineup for EDC Mexico. And it's just, it's it's very much deserved because here's a little bit of background on her, okay? She's straight out of the house mecca that is Chicago, right? It's yeah. a mecca for house music. It was the one of the origin points for house music and she's just been tearing up the underground dance music scene there not just with her slick productions that have gone to the support of the likes of diplo on his higher ground label but also through her event series and i love the name of this dirty disco great let's go great so about that name right and what i love about this event series too it's another reason i want to feature her is that she kind of like how we're doing likes to put more underground artists on the map and just creating events and cultivating those uh underground artists together means that there's just gonna be so much creativity flowing and just so many that that's where the new subgenres and the new big names are born is out of environments like that so samir i i think honestly man you're gonna find her tracks to be a refreshing breath of fresh air in the house and tech house scene i know you've been ragging on tech house for getting a little bit too dissimilar but <laughs> I, I, I i honestly like I, I think her tracks get better and more intricate as they progress and I honestly think she's blending kind of the waves of what's popular right now into her own sound. So she's combining Tech House and kind of what makes Tech House like so popular right now with even things like the big room techno movement. And she's combining it and making her own sound and pushing it further, right? She's not sitting on the fence like we've talked about. She's pushing it even further. So more on that later though, because I have to play this track. I've been babbling for far too long now. So without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, EDM champions of the globe, this is Azeka with her track, I've Been Waiting.
Alec, this is such an, a beautiful time to really, as you say, babble about an artist <laughs> because the more information that we can get about these amazing artists that we're watching, the underground scene, the better. And I'm really, really happy that you uh, you were tracking Azeka because I also was tracking Azeka oh, as an artist that way. I want to feature Seriously. as well. <laughs> and for all the exact reasons why you just said, like, I think her style is so smooth. It's very different in the tech house space, which I really, really like. Like, you know, there's a lot of tech house that's focused on just sort of like everybody, you know, pumped up the crowd. Like, mm-hmm. let's get crazy. But Azeka's sound is very smooth. There's a story there. And that's why I like her music. Furthermore, I told you I just saw Gorgon City uh, at the top of the show in Philadelphia. Did they play this track? They didn't play this track, but I actually uh, I shazammed one of the songs that they played, and it was Other Side oh, by Azeka. I which, love that. Great I was, track. I was going to play. Great I wasn't track. sure which one. That I was between this track and that one. Wow. Great. I had a feeling Furthermore, <laughs> my brother and I, we were standing right next to the production booth, and I'm yeah. almost certain that I saw her in the production booth oh. watching the show. And I just think she's really just doing some amazing, amazing things. I love that you highlighted uh, Dirty Disco because that is such a great initiative. And what she does really resonates with what we do here at Beyond the Beat. So Indeed. really, really happy that you got a chance to feature her because I was also tracking her as well <laughs> as so somebody cool, that man. I wanted to feature. So this is ah, just so great. Sorry, beat you to the punchline. Now, I, look, yeah, I learned did. my lesson. I learned my lesson from Ashima. You know, I uh, was too slow to sleep. So I was like, I heard this and I'm like, boom, next episode. There we go. But Absolutely. my man, I am pretty obsessed. I'm not going to lie with your pick. I did a sneaky little uh, cheat kind of peek at this uh before the show and i'm obsessed with this track i was actually texting our uh, good friend somebody who helps out with the show cj about this so he's yeah very right. pumped up without i'm yeah. not gonna spoil it go ahead man no you, you're good bro you're good um first of all big one up to my artist that i'm watching this week we got Diskull, d-i-s-k-u-l-l really really excited Great to talk name. about this guy because i find i find him so interesting okay because first of all this remix that I'm about to play got played at EDC Orlando this past weekend. And, you know, it's it's kind of being tweeted about. It's circulating a lot. And I took a listen to it and I was just like, yeah, this, this fucking bops. We're going to get to that in just a little bit. So I looked at the people who are behind this track. One of them is Joel Cruz, another artist that we're watching. Mm. Big what up to him. And this and my artist that I'm watching, Diskull. And the reason why I really want to focus on Diskull this time around is because he normally dabbles in house music and tech house, right? But what I love here is the fact that Diskull... Took a took a creative risk <laughs> with his uh, co-collaborator Joel Cruz, and they put together some drum and bass. Not only did they put together some DMB, baby, they also remixed John Summit's track "Human." Take a listen.
Dude, this is probably one of the most creative yeah. remixes of a big time track that I've heard in yeah. recent memory. I, I like in a million years, I would never have thought that humans could be turned into this. I don't, it's amazing. It's incredible. This is one of my favorite remixes of the year. Hands down. I, oh, like, shit. Hands okay. down. What, it's just, I just love the creativity with it. I mean, this just needs to get signed officially. I'm, I'm dead honest. Like, I feel like, I don't know if they have, maybe they've submitted it to John Summit, but like, this needs to be signed officially. This is one hell of a remix. Well, the man, the myth, the legend that is John Summit has taken notice because he's the one who actually dropped this during he did. his set okay, there at we EDC go. Orlando. Yeah, oh so he's well God. aware of this track. Would love this to see this focus. officially signed. Focus. But I just really appreciate when artists sort of like step out of their wheelhouse. And like this goes, like Tech House is quite good, actually. Like I was really enjoying it on Spotify. But I really liked that Disco sort of like stepped outside of that zone and made a drum and bass remix with, like I said, another artist that we're watching, Joel Cruz. Because I think that really just shows that, like, this is the kind of artist that this person is. Yeah. You know, they're sure. taking risks, they're trying new things, they're not being pigeonholed into one specific sound. And I think it's very, very admirable. So, big what up to Diskull, big what up to Azeka, big what up to the EDM champions out there. Episode 155, baby. It's in the books. There we go. Woo! Great episode, my man. What a great episode. And just, uh, Champions, thank you yet again for tuning in week in, week out. It's our absolute pleasure to put on the show for you. And uh, again, you know, if you can give us a rating on whatever podcasting platform that you can, that would go a very long way to helping us grow the show even further. Absolutely. And just so everybody knows, we are off next week for the Thanksgiving holiday. So we hope everybody enjoys their time with their families and their friends. Be thankful for one another. Be thankful for your Ray fam. You know what I mean? They're making sure that you all stay in check over there when you're uh, out and about doing your thing. But um, we just want to give a big shout out to everybody for just, you know, sticking with us, being so supportive. It's so cool. Like, sincerely appreciate the community that we built around us. Like, you you all really make us feel motivated to keep the show going. It's something we absolutely enjoy doing, but getting your messages, getting your tweets really means a lot to us. So thank you all so much. We'll see everybody soon for episode 156. Be easy.